You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. I'm also the founder of Whole9Sports.com, where you can find all of my written work. Today, we'll take a look at three Florida Gators who wound up in ideal landing spots in the 2021 NFL Draft long term. We'll see some NBA Florida Gators and how they're shaping up for the playoffs. And we'll wrap up by talking about how the Gators softball team wound up in the SEC tournament and where they placed for the tournament going into the Women's College World Series. Also, thank you to the people who left a review. Please do continue to do so or reach out to me in some way so that I can work to make this the best Gators podcast around. Before we get started, just a quick reminder to follow Locked On Gators wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. There's only one place to get all the info you need on the SEC five days a week, and that's Locked On SEC with Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Follow the Locked On SEC podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Of course, I know that I've spoken <laughs> extensively about the NFL draft and how it affected Florida Gators. But today we're going to take a look at where, like I mentioned, some Gators that wound up in ideal landing spots for the long term. I'm going to start off with the obvious one, Kyle Pitts to the Atlanta Falcons. Of course, this one is just easy. <laughs> it's just it's a very easy one. I was talking with uh, with an evaluator earlier today and we were trying to think of you know how teams are going to even try to defend this Atlanta Falcons offense just with Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, and Hayden Hurst as the top four options. Any one of them really can demolish you on a given day. So taking a look at Kyle Pitts to Atlanta, this one was the easiest one that we could possibly think of. Really, it was just Obviously, and everything with his situation is just unique and so positive for him. Where the Atlanta Falcons were the easy pick here because he's now got an MVP quarterback. He's got one of the greatest receivers or one of the most productive receivers of all time, whether or not you feel like he's great. He's, he's without a doubt, one of the most productive receivers. He's got one of the best young receivers in the NFL and Calvin Ridley. So he's got an ideal situation where he's not going to be a focal point for the defense, really. Um, it doesn't matter if he is, because you can't stop him anyway. There's only a, a couple of guys in the NFL that I think could really stop Kyle Pitts early on. So it's just a matter, really, of the opportunity, whether that's going to come early or not. And speaking long-term, I think it's fantastic i know a lot of that was kind of short-term stuff because julio is getting up there and his future with the team is kind of murky right now matt ryan's getting up there but kyle pitts succeeding short term will lead to his long-term success as well he's gonna get fat contracts we know that (laughs) and he's going to i mean really get a head start on 
solidifying his legacy as living up to uh what people called the greatest tight end prospect of all time he could live up to that with his early production and help pad his stats later on in his career i think it's a fantastic landing spot for him i don't think there's anybody in the nfc south that could really stop him and honestly i i can't think of most teams that could even slow him down really uh I spoke about this on Lockdown Bucks. Maybe Devin White is the guy to try. Carlton Davis? I don't know. I don't know how you stop him. So, I mean, that was the easiest decision here. Uh, looking at the next pick is to Daryl Slayton, the defensive lineman, of course, for the Green Bay Packers now. I love this fit. I think that he's someone that has a pretty, pretty high ceiling. Um, he's also got an extremely low floor, but I think he wound up in a spot that's really going to be ideal for his development and his usage. Early on, he's not going to be a guy, or he's likely not going to be a guy where he's asked to do a ton of things for this defense, which is fantastic for him because right now, bit of a one-trick pony. He's shown that he could develop into a uh, into a legit player and a legit contributor, but he's got a lot of that development to do he's shown flashes and flashes just aren't good enough to maintain success in the nfl but luckily he gets learned behind kenny clark he's got a good defensive coordinator by him he's got a sound coaching staff with him so likely that that's not going to change a ton in the coming years so he's got a pretty ideal situation for him to kind of just sit back learn and relax and not have a ton of pressure to succeed early on the third florida gator to talk about here Kyle Trask, of course, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm sorry, Kyle Trask with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's got time behind Tom Brady where he doesn't really have to worry about anything specifically or any pressure to succeed early on, which is, of course, the ideal situation that we know for Kyle Trask. I've said it repeatedly. I will continue to say it. He's got to completely rebuild his mechanics if he really wants to find success in the NFL. So that's a big thing for him, and he's also built to be let's be just very upfront here he's likely at best going to be an average nfl starter but that means that he'll be a very high caliber nfl backup quarterback which is i mean really the best gig ever i mean look at charlie whitehurst and chase daniel those guys just keep racking up the dough without doing a single thing it's well not charlie whitehurst anymore but used to be clipboard jesus that's how he used to do things. And it's just, it's an ideal gig. I'd love to do it. If <laughs> any NFL teams are looking, just so you know. But yeah, Kyle Trask, he's got the ideal situation right now. That team, that front office specifically, has really seemed to tighten up and really hit on their past few draft classes. So again, we know the main reason for their success was Tom Brady coming by and bringing in other free agents and everything really just gelling now. But this front office has improved significantly they used to get a really bad rap Uh, not so much anymore and deservedly so they've turned things around big time and they've really just improved in gathering talent and being able to surround their players with talent even when james was here their skill position players were fantastic they've had these guys sure they got better with tom brady here but they've had the talent on the roster and so they've proven that they can really they can give an offense, they can give a quarterback really uh, the weapons that he needs. Need something to do with your stimulus, tax refund, or GameStop and maybe Dogecoin money? Visit rockauto.com for all of your car parts needs. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. I don't even have a car, but I wanted to get familiar with the website and I was shocked at how smooth the experience was. Whether it's brake pads, tail lights, or you just want to add hydraulics, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The person I was in the car with last week, please, please use rockauto.com. That you're, you need it. Just trust me. That's all I'm going to say about it. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? Said they know exactly who sent you. That's locked on, L-O-C-K-E-D space O-N. The NBA playoffs are upon us, finally. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep celebrating that my Knicks are in, even though they don't have a Gator on their roster, so I unfortunately can't brag about that. That's a bit, I might find a way to just talk about the Mets, just so I can keep talking about Pete Alonso, though. Just, you know, have some fun with it. But with the Gators in the playoffs, we've got Bradley Beal, Dorian Finney-Smith, Chris Chioza, and Udonis Haslam. Um... <laughs> I'll start off with Udonis Haslam, I guess, because he's the most fun one to talk about right now. It's very quick. Udonis Haslam, who is still on the Heat roster, believe it or not, it's making $2.5 million this year, made his NBA debut this past weekend. He played three minutes, his first three minutes of the season, like I said, and then he got ejected for trying to fight Dwight Howard. So he, he doesn't really play often. He's more of a character guy, a player coach, really. He's a mentor to the young guys. But the Heat take on the Bucks this this uh, first round of the playoffs, really. And again, Udonis Haslam's likely not going to play at all, but it was a fun story to talk about that he finally played this week. Again, he's not playing because he knows he's not going to play. It's not like you know, it's it's not like he's like, oh yeah, like he's not good enough. He probably is good enough to get some playing time, but his role is as a player coach or as a mentor. So that's why he's still getting paid by the Heat. So yeah, he's he's not going to play in the, against the Bucks really. Chris Chioza for the Nets, uh, two seed. So they're going to play against one of the play-in teams, which is like this new complex process that I kind of really hate for the NBA. Not to be a boomer, it's just I, I think it's way more difficult and I don't think that two-thirds of the league should make it to the playoffs really that's that's my thing um Chris Joseph he's the backup point guard for the Nets but he hasn't really played because he had hand surgery in April so he hasn't played since then maybe we'll see him at some point in the playoffs depending on how deep of a run the Nets can make but at this point no idea really Dorian Finney-Smith is the third of four Gators that we're going to talk about. Of course, I saved literally the best for last. Um, but Dorian Finney-Smith, the starting forward for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, taking on the Los Angeles Clippers in the first round. So this should be a fun series. I've liked when they've matched up so far earlier this year. Uh, it's it's just fun. I mean, granted, I get to watch Luka. So Luka is just an awesome player really he's he's so entertaining but this is not locked on Mavs that's Nick's job uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna strain stray away from that one um but yeah looking forward to seeing Dorian Finney-Smith really 
get to play in the playoffs again. He's just someone that he he's been a grinder. He's someone who likes to get down and dirty with. He's a solid defender, and I love getting to see him play. Of course, so playoffs, fun stuff. He's playing power forward. Of course, he's undersized because everything is small ball. So that's fun. He had a solid year, almost ten points per game. He had a career high. So yay him. But um, yeah, it, it's he's not gonna be really. If they make it to the finals and they win it somehow, he's not going to be a finals MVP. Uh, we'll say that. He's not a star. But starter, plays valuable time, plays valuable minutes, and contributes. So yay for him. Uh, we spoke about the play-in a little bit, which, like I said, I hate. But in this case, I love it because Bradley Beal is getting the benefit of it. He is with the Washington Wizards. They have their play-in game tonight. Versus the Boston Celtics at 9 p.m. Um, we, I mean, we know that Bradley Beal was challenging for the scoring title, did not win it. Uh, he also injured his hamstring last week. He played through it this past weekend, which he really, just if we're being honest, he shouldn't have done. Uh, hamstring is something that y- you just you don't play if you don't have to, because that's that's something that can come back and bite you and haunt you and really stay with you for weeks and make things uncomfortable and not just uncomfortable can make it difficult to really play basketball so i disagree with him playing this past week but i'm assuming it had something to do with him wanting to get that scoring title which he of course unfortunately could not do but tonight he's got the celtics who are just so disappointing this year um i'm hoping that the backcourt duo of Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook can really just push them past, just because I'd like to see more Bradley Beal in the playoffs, you know? Love watching him play, so the more the merrier, you know? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he's got the first game from any of the uh, any of the Gators that are in the NBA playoffs. Really looking forward to it. I hate the play and idea, but I am going to be rooting heavily for the Wizards tonight. Uh, that's a game that I'll watch Celtics are one of my favorite teams, which is weird because like I'm a Knicks fan also. So clearly my fandom just travels far and wide. Um, <laughs> but Celtics are one of my favorite teams. But I am hoping that Bradley Beal takes a dub here, just because you know I'm a bigger Bradley Beal and Gators fan than I am Celtics secondary fan, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you think the Gators have a shot at the Natty this year? If you're confident, Bet Online currently has plus 3,300 odds, and I'm just saying, I'm most definitely take them. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. With real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and I do mean anything, I've said it before, you can bet on the next royal child when they'll be born, their height, their weight, their name, the exact day and date that they'll be born. You could bet on literally anything here. I realize there's a very specific topic to be like, hey, you can bet on anything, but I'm just saying that's how far and wide it goes. It is the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use promo code locked on. That is L O C K E D O N with no space. To wrap up today's show, we're going to take a look at Florida Gators softball, who've been just an absolutely dominant force this season. Um, 
and we'll talk about their SEC tournament run, how that went. We'll talk about the upcoming tournament going into the Women's College World Series. First off, of course, Gators entered the tournament as the number one seed after winning the season series versus Alabama, of course, the SEC tournament. Uh, Gators beat Mississippi State 6-2 to two in their first game following a bye. Then... <sighs> that Missouri game okay hold on let me let me get situated for this <laughs> the Gators beat Missouri seven to six in a heart stopper in their second game of the tournament of course the Gators were up five to two going into the seventh and final inning before giving up four runs in the top of the seventh <sighs> things were happening to my heart that I was not happy with and not okay with and also just very much not prepared for but with a fielding error by the Missouri shortstop, I'm not going to name names on errors like that. You know, that's annoying. Uh, the Gators walked it off with a 7-6 to win, which, thank God, because I, I seriously was not prepared for an early exit. And early in air quotes, because, you know, it was just anything before the championship was not acceptable. Uh, in what was a rather uncharacteristic showing for the Florida Gators in the SEC championship, this Gators offense could only muster up a measly three hits, and it was it was just ugly to watch. I'm I'm sad I sat through it. Uh, the Gators also gave up four runs, and they lost the game four to nothing, and that was just made my heart sad. Um, of course, that means Alabama won the SEC tournament, which is big sad. It was uncharacteristic, especially for Elizabeth Hightower. Um, three runs of or not even just elizabeth just the defense really there was an error that led to two it it was just it was just terrible uh yeah there was a throwing error and it led to two runs being scored so it was ugly but again you can't even really blame the defense you can't blame the pitching because i mean when it comes down to it the offense did not score a run so montana Foats of alabama fantastic game uh she had 11 strikeouts so you can't even be mad at it like alabama played a great game florida didn't (laughs) that's that's really what it comes down to florida didn't play terrible but an error here and there but of course means nothing because didn't score a single run so you could have committed 400 errors it doesn't matter if you don't score a single run you can't complain about it so it was a rough one and it was just, it was sad to see, because, like, you hate when Alabama wins things. Like, they don't deserve anything good, really. Um, but that was how the SEC tournament ended for the Florida Gators, and for everybody, really, because Alabama won it. Uh, of course, this means that Florida couldn't three-peat, which, of course, last year canceled, so 2018-19. But, of course, we have every single expectation that next year, Florida Gators, SEC championship, right back in the mix never that will never change that will always be the expectation the season isn't over of course uh the gators are the number four seed in the tournament where the winners go to the world women's college world series uh the tournament kicks off this friday at 2 p.m for the florida gators of course it kicks off before that but the gators will host the university of south florida bulls and that's something where I'm going to try to not get too excited about. I'm going to try to not get too uh, 
too into like the whole this is the lock thing i'm not gonna say that i'll knock on wood for just even bringing that thought to the table there uh, because that's not something i'm gonna feel especially coming off a loss we know momentum is king and or well softball queen um so momentum is queen here and florida just lost a lot of theirs you know the loss is bad enough but a shutout three hit shutout really takes the wins out of your sails here but gators are four and oh this season versus versus south florida uh they've outscored the bulls 32 to 5 um it has not it was not pretty at all for south florida versus florida this year these two teams, they matched up in the first series of this season. Um, of course, that was way back in like early, mid-February, but Florida won that series 2-0. One game was postponed, of course, so that was super unfortunate there. But uh, one of the games was a 15-0 win, so really hard to be mad at it. Last time these teams faced face-off was uh, early April, Sorry, just going off the top of my head there. Um, early April, they had a series where Florida won 11-2 to in the series, of course. Uh, so it, it was just Florida, they've kinda, they kind of need that juice back after getting shut out and after scoring six runs in the first game of the tournament. Sorry. Um, their offense needs to come back again. They've got 13 runs this in the SEC tournament, three games. So, I mean... It's not great, but it's not terrible. Like, four and a third, not bad. But we'd like to see more, especially just given how high we've seen that some of these games can score. So this is the game, really, where I'm hoping that Florida can break through. They've got first game again Friday, 2 p.m. It's going to be on ESPNU, uh, ESPN 98.1 FM. It's going to be where it's going to be on the radio. So this is just a big game for Florida. We're hoping that they can come through. This is a game they should win. It's a game they've won twice before this season. But um, again, I refuse to write anything off, especially after a shutout loss. That about does it for today's episode of Locked On Gators. Join me tomorrow as we'll talk about a certain Florida tight end that could be a sneaky contributor in the 2021 NFL season. Once again, my name is Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. Be sure to check out Lockdown Giants, hosted by Patricia Traina, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. You'll be able to hear plenty about recently drafted Gator Kadarius Tony, and maybe you'll get to hear a little bit about Gators UDFA offensive lineman Brett Hagee. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, how worried should Lakers fans be about their road back to the finals? That's the Q of the day. The A of the day is very, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you should be worried about that. Get more of these sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.